Welcome to part two of Val Westover as we discuss propane generators. Let's move on, though, to propane generators. What is your favorite propane generator and why or what should people be using? Well, I, uh, I know that there, the market had been flooded with all kinds of Chinese uh, generators and cheap made things. And even the name brands uh, have a lot of Chinese parts in them. So let's not be splitting hairs, but there are good, there are good uh, parts coming from Asia and there are very cheap stuff. So the best thing to do is stick with a name brand like Honda. Uh, I like Coleman. Uh, Generac has been making uh, generators for a long time and they make uh, small, medium and uh, commercial uh, size stuff, North Star. Uh, Caterpillar makes a commercial, you know, many commercial generators that are very dependable. If you're going to get up into that 25 kW range, uh, Caterpillar is a good option. They tend to be a little expensive. Onan has made a lot of backup generators. And uh, quite often you see a government building or a hospital and they will have an Onan propane generator as their backup power supply. And if you will watch the, the classifieds, you can pick up a 25 to uh, 50 kW Onan generator if that's the size that you would, would work for you, if that's not too big, uh, that's been sitting around for 15 years, but it only has maybe 100 or 200 hours on it, very well maintained, and it just barely broke in. And you can buy them for... Uh, you know, 25 cents on the dollar or something. Uh, and that's what I did. And, and I, I think those are very dependable. Those are, that's top of the line, commercial good stuff. Uh, but uh, if it has a name you can't pronounce, I would stay away from it. Good advice. I think that's good advice for ham radios too, but we won't go there. Uh, I know what you're talking about, being inundated from China with obscure names. What uh, can you, um, how would you hook a propane generator up to your house? And can you get one? I assume that you can. That's big enough to power your whole entire house. And you can run the generator as though the power never ran out. I would imagine it's awfully expensive, but I'm sure you could. How would you do all that if you have that kind of money? Well, uh, first thing you need to do, of course, is determine how much power you're using. What's your peak power uh, need? And are you going to run your generator 24-7? Uh, I don't think that's a really good idea. I would prefer, uh, my line of thinking would be to get a solar system in. And it's very difficult, uh, very expensive to have a solar system in that would take care of all your needs 24-7, especially if the sun doesn't shine for a couple of weeks. Uh, the batteries alone uh, would be astronomical. However, if you have a battery system and a solar panels, your inverter and your charge controllers, and they will, they will deal with your emergency power load for 24 hours or for even 12 hours, uh, but 24 would be a good thing to, to shoot for. And then if you need a little extra power, you go out and start your generator and run it for a half hour and then shut it off to recharge your batteries and maybe uh, 
run it once a day for an hour or so if the sun isn't shining or you've got bad weather. And uh, you're not running that generator 24 seven, but you are keeping the essentials uh, running. And so that would be a, that's the most economical smart way to go. If you had the money to buy the generator that had the maximum amount of power to deal with you, and you don't care about having the storage of the propane and you're gonna run that thing 24 seven, uh, then I guess you don't need the solar or any of those other things. And you would go with that system. And what you, what you would need, uh, whether you did that or whether you did the generator that just was gonna charge your batteries and you had a, you had a backup solar system or some other means of producing electricity if the power went out, then you need a transfer switch. And if you're, you're uh, many of the new systems that are coming out now automatically switch your power, uh, it cuts the line from the power company to your generator and it's done automatically and you don't have to worry about it. And if the power goes out uh, because a line goes down, it's not going to send power down the line and electrocute someone. Uh, so, and there are some pretty stiff regulations on that, on how that equipment has to be built and installed. Uh, but many of the even smaller systems are, are built to do that and they are quite dependable. Uh, it's there, they have backup redundant systems inside and they work very well. Uh, however, if you're, that would be on a grid tie system, if you're going to use the grid tie to keep your batteries charged, which the grid's an awful cheap way to charge your batteries. It's a lot better than running a generator as long as the power's up. When the power goes down, then, you know, you need a generator or something else if you're in a bind and you need a little more power. But as long as the power is there to keep those batteries charged, they will work a lot longer, you'll get a lot better cycle out of your batteries if they don't uh, get run down really low. So uh, the transfer switch then becomes uh, kind of an essential thing in my mind. You have a circuit breaker on your house and maybe you install another one and you take those circuits in your house that are essential. The things that may be going to run your fridge, your furnace, and a light or two in areas, your kitchen particularly, uh, where you maybe would want to congregate and uh, put emergency essentials, not your uh, air conditioning on, on, this, on that breaker. And uh, then you would take uh, wires from that breaker and you would go down into a transfer switch. And of course, from your mother panel as well. And then if the power went off, you go down, uh, you go outside and you, the transfer switch is a, it's an either or or an up or down, it's A or B. If it's up, it goes to one circuit. And if it's down, it goes to the other. So let's say that the circuit was wired. So that when it was up, you have power coming in, coming in from the grid and you could hook a generator to it, to your, you could plug into it. It wouldn't go anywhere, it's, it's dead. But if you pull that switch down and put it in the bottom position, 
the power company is now cut off. Your generator cannot back feed into the power lines and it just goes straight into your, into your system. And hopefully if you've wired it correctly, you would have just your emergency breaker on that feed. And then when the generator was running, only those things that were absolutely essential, probably charging your batteries if you had a solar system, and uh, like I said, the uh, furnace, a light or two, your fridge, maybe a freezer, but those things that were, that were necessary. And you may want to have a plug in for your washer and dryer, and that's essential, but you may want to try and use that when the sun's shining if you have solar. You've been listening to part two of Val Westover Propane Generators. Don't forget to check out part three of Val Westover.